0: still want you. Hello, brother. I'm Grace. Hello, brother. I'm Stephanie. And this is Doppelgangers. Today, we're talking about season four, episode six of The Vampire Diaries, which is called We All Go a Little Mad Sometimes. And boy, does Elena go through it start to finish. Elena truly could not have picked a worse person to be her first kill. It's so funny because last time I was like, I think she picked probably one of the best possible people for a skill, and man, did that get turned around. Yeah, really <laughs> turned on her this week. She had a really rough week. As always, I'll start by reading the synopsis from Vampire Diaries Wiki. Terrifying hallucinations leave Elena shaken and confused, causing her to make a dangerous mistake. After giving Stefan some very disturbing news about Elena, Klaus takes matters into his own hands. Professor Shane reveals a story of ancient witchcraft to Damon and Bonnie. With help from Klaus and Stefan, Jeremy begins a new chapter in his life. Finally, Elena makes a painful personal confession to Stefan, and Matt gives Damon startling new information about Professor Shane. So we open the episode in the Gilbert house where Elena wakes up, it's the middle of the night. She's gasping, crying, freaked out. She's not doing well, she's tossing and turning. So she goes downstairs and she puts something in the microwave, a mug of some kind. And as she's microwaving, Connor appears behind her briefly and says, can't sleep, but he disappears pretty quick that first time. Mm -hmm. Then the microwave goes off, she grabs her mug, she turns and there he is. He is standing in the outfit she killed him in with blood on his neck. And he says, you know, it makes sense that you can't sleep. You got a guilty conscience. And she says, well, this is obviously a dream. Uh, Thank you for this. Yeah, she's like, I I get it. I'm guilty. It's a dream. Not sleeping well. This all makes sense in my mind. I knew I wasn't going to handle this. Well, this tracks. Yeah. She's like, maybe I should put some bourbon in this uh, tea. Yeah. And she says, you're not here. And he says, how do you know I'm not here? And she says, well, because you're. And he says, why do you say it? And she says, well, because you're dead. So she's like, I mean, I did snap your neck. And then I buried you. So it would be weird if you were here. Not impossible. <laughs> and he says, yeah, you're right. I am dead. Let me ask you a follow-up question. Was that the first time you've taken a human life? She says, well, as a matter of fact, yes, it was. She's like, actually, yeah. Um, which is, I assume why I'm having these hallucinations, she thinks. She says, oh, you're a ghost. That's what's happening. And she calls out to Jeremy because he knows how to talk to ghosts, obviously. She says, you're a ghost. You're haunting me. And he says, oh, well, can a ghost do this? And he grabs her by the neck and she clearly feels that. So it's like, okay, not a ghost. She fights him off briefly. She like pushes him away and she turns away and grabs a knife. And then she turns back and stabs him in the neck. Really great shot. But then when she pulls the neck out, she realizes that was a hallucination. Actually, it's Jeremy. Uh, she just kills her brother with a knife to the neck. Rough one. Luckily. She is now a supernatural creature, which means it was a supernatural death. And he has his Gilbert ring on. So he will come back to life. When he falls to the ground, she's looking for the ring. She finds she's like, OK, that barely makes me feel better. <laughs> (laughs) Yeah. In the morning, Jeremy's laying on the couch and she's got Damon over and she tells Damon, she's like, oh my God, I can't believe what happened. Like, what am I going to say to Jeremy? And Damon's like, you should say like, oh, thanks for keeping the ring after it made Rick crazy. And she says, shut up. (laughs) You should say, sorry, I killed you. I mean, I don't know what you, nothing you say is going to undo this. So you might as well just hit the bases. And Damon says, you should have called Stefan. And she says, "Mm, I don't want to talk to him. He's been lying to me. He's been hiding things. He compelled Jeremy to forget something. And Damon says, "Mm, in all fairness, though, I think you killing Jeremy kind of trumps that. Yeah, he's like, I think it kind of got canceled out. And even Damon here is like, okay, this is going a little far. I got to keep Stefan in the loop here. Well, especially now that Damon knows why Stefan's been lying to Elena. He is like, you know, in Stefan's defense, he is doing it for a good reason. Yeah, he's like, there is actually a good reason and you should trust him. Maybe if I say that, you'll trust me. So Damon says, again, you should have called Stefan. And she says, I don't trust him right now. But then the door opens and surprise, surprise, it is Stefan. And Damon says, well, I called Stefan. Which, good call by him. Yeah, and Stefan says, hey, why didn't you call me? And she says, you know what? I need to go take a shower and clean the blood off my hands. So she goes upstairs and Jeremy like gasps awake and Stefan says, hey, welcome back. How are you feeling? And he says, hey, what happened? Damon says it is a long story by the ebook, it is not a long story. It's not a long story. And would it kill you to tell him? <laughs> Just check him in. Hey, Elena had a little bit of a meltdown and she did knife you in the neck. He is going to notice all the blood on his neck eventually. The memory is going to come back eventually. You might as well tell him so he can start dealing with the fact that his sister killed him. <laughs> yeah. Upstairs, Stefan approaches Elena and he says, Hey, uh, I know you're still upset about yesterday. And I get that, but let me help you. And she says, I don't want your help right now. So leave me alone. He says, oh, but you'll accept Damon's fair. Yeah, that is a fair thing to say to her. And she says, don't make this about Damon, even though it is obviously about Damon. Like, girly, you called Damon. You made it about Damon by calling Damon. Yeah. When you knew that Stefan would find out they live in the same fucking house, bitch. And, you know, she did it to hurt Stefan in a way. Oh, yeah. She did it to spite Stefan. Yeah. But she says to Stefan, you know, you've been working with Klaus and don't even try to deny it. And Stefan, to his credit does not try to deny it. He says, it's not what you think. And she's like, well, you know, I don't know what to think, but I do know I don't want to talk to you and I don't want to be around you right now. Well, like I get she's still a little iffy, but like clearly Damon trusts him again. So do you want to kind of dial back your, your meltdown right now? Well, and again, it's like, I was on this soapbox all last episode, so I won't stay on it too long. But Stefan has never given Elena to not trust that he has her best interest at heart except yeah. for when he almost drove her off the bridge. But <laughs> that was a special <laughs> extenuating circumstance. He had his humanity, quote unquote, off. I do think, you know, last episode, I was more on Elena and Damon's side. Elena's taking it too far this week. Yeah. It's like, girl, it's over. The hunter's dead. We're done with that. And guess what? You didn't kill the hunter because of Stefan. Yeah, that's not Stefan's fault. I mean, and Sarah, so you killed someone. I know you like hate it so fucking much, but you did. So- Let's just move on. You have another thing to deal with. And again, right now. you killed someone who was an enemy to you. Like you didn't kill an yeah. innocent person. Granted, yeah. you are currently in a curse, but. Yeah, but it's not your fucking first time. So. In a curse. In a curse. It's your first time in a curse like this. Oh, I guess the curse of the Sun of moon was fake. Yeah, she wasn't cursed. I was thinking like sacrifice. Yeah. Yeah. So this <laughs> is her first time in a curse. Stefan says, please. She says no. And she says, this is my brother's blood on my hands. Stefan. I stabbed him in the neck last night. So forgive me if I'm not in the mood to listen to you. Try to talk your way out of this. And she goes to the bathroom. Girl, he didn't kill Jeremy. Stefan is the only one in this house who hasn't fucking killed Jeremy. Let's get yeah. that straight. So let's, all, let's all maybe not be so mad at Stefan. Even yeah. Jeremy has tried to kill Jeremy. Yeah, I think Stefan has a little bit of a one up on all you guys right now. Exactly. And at least Damon would admit it. Yeah. So then we go over to the Lockwood house. Haley and our new hybrid friend, Chris, are drinking. Every time we meet a new hybrid, I'm like, oh, why are we learning another hybrid's name? It's it's never looking good for them. But anyway, they're drinking and Tyler comes downstairs and he says, uh, you guys are still going? I drank enough before going to sleep, which you should have done, which begs the question, why should they have gone to sleep? They don't have jobs. Yeah. They don't they know where they to, have be. to do all day. They're just hanging out. Chris says, you know, we're just paying our respects to Dean. Dean, of course, the hybrid who got his full heart shot out of him by Connor last week. What a way to go. Tyler says, why don't you pay your respects at a bar instead? And Haley says, don't be mad. We're celebrating our fallen hybrid friend. And then she like force feeds Tyler some alcohol and like wipes his mouth and then very sexily licks her finger and it's like, girl, Tyler, back. It's like, girl, you're doing too much. I literally had to look away. I was like, I shouldn't be watching this. (laughs) But she has a reason for it. And we see that when we see that Klaus is there. He appears behind Tyler. Klaus says, oh, don't let me interrupt. So Haley's laying it on a little thick because Klaus is there. But she's enjoying it still. Uber is one stone. (laughs) It it didn't take much to convince her to do this. Yeah, She could have rubbed his arm. Would have been just as effective. Well, to be fair, she's been drinking all night. She probably thought this was more subtle than it was. (laughs) Tyler says, oh, I didn't know you were here. And Klaus says, clearly. (laughs) And then he drinks some of the alcohol. And he says, I just thought I'd pop by to celebrate Dean's successful retrieval of the hunter. And yet, when I arrived, I learned not only was Dean unsuccessful, but Elena killed him. So I'm not happy today. He's like, so give me some of that fucking liquor. Haley says, well, you know, maybe if you let Dean use force instead of sending him on a suicide mission. And Klaus says, oh, maybe you should mind your business, Wolf girl. Yeah, he's like, I don't know who fucking asked you. Like, I don't know who asked the whore. He's like, look, I don't like Tyler. I'm certainly not going to like one of his friends who may or may not be hurting Caroline. Yeah. Tyler says, why do you care if Connor is dead? And Klaus says, I have my reasons which have ceased to matter does a little cheers and there's a knock at the door impeccable timing Tyler gets it it's Caroline with a box of Tyler's stuff an old laptop his jersey that ugly ass charm bracelet he got for her I know she was like this is an act but I don't want this charm bracelet she was like this is an act but you can keep this (laughs) try again exchange it Tyler says he now's not a good time and Caroline says just take it Class approaches. he says, Caroline, I take it from the breakup drama unfolding before me that you've met Haley. So happy right now. He's so excited. He's like, he's got a somber look on his face, but he's living for this. In his brain, he is spinning. He's like, what luck that I was here when Caroline dropped her stuff off. King. Critical thinking. He's so excited to see it that he's not like, why would Caroline not see me and immediately like shut up? What are the odds that Caroline would be here right now doing this? Yeah. He's blinded. He's a little drunk and he needs a win. Klaus says to Chris and the other hybrids, he's like, okay, let's leave them alone. Your talents are needed elsewhere. And Tyler says, for what? And Klaus says, I think you got more important things to deal with, mate. And he leaves. And then they close the door and it's just Caroline and Tyler and Haley. And Caroline smiles. Haley smiles. Caroline's like, you think he bought it? Haley's like, hell, I bought it. I bet you did, bitch. You were just flirting. Yeah. Yeah. Haley's like, I was not acting personally. Caroline thanks Haley for the heads up that Klaus was there. Tyler says, you guys are good liars. And then he kisses Caroline and Haley just looks like she is tortured. Yeah, she is like, oh, she's like, I hate this. She's like, I wish that they had broken up. She said, I wish he had cheated on her with me. She's like, I tried my fucking best to make it happen. I mean, damn. Then we go back over to the Gilbert house. Elena is in the shower, which is like the last place you should go if you're having hallucinations. Yeah. Yeah. If I'm having hallucinations, I'll be stinky. I don't care. I'm not going in a shower. If I'm like a spirit haunting someone, a shower is a layup. It's like, oh yeah, I got this one. I saw her in the shower. I said, okay, I've seen the grudge. Let's get to it. So she sees some blood in the tub. It's not coming from the shower head, but she sees it. It's another hallucination. So she gets out of the shower downstairs stefan says that jeremy went to school because bonnie has him volunteering for an occult exhibit we later find out it's shane's and damon says maybe jeremy didn't want to linger in a house where his sister just jammed a knife into his neck probably a combo i wouldn't (laughs) want to be there either and then stefan gets a call from klaus and he says oh great and damon says well you know time to face the music pay the piper yada yada And Stefan says, you know, I'm really glad you find this amusing because if he finds out I told you about the cure, he's going to kill both of us. He keeps threatening to kill you both and he hasn't. So I think you'll be okay. Yeah, that feels like a very low possibility. Yeah. But Damon says, you know, quit avoiding him. Shady people get outed. Well, yeah, and if you don't want him to know that you told people, don't tell him. That's the only way he's going to find out is if one of you tells him. Yeah, or if one of you starts blabbing to other people, which Damon's going to do in about 20 minutes. So Stefan answers the phone. He says, I don't want to talk about it. (laughs) And Klaus says, I can't imagine why. What with you ruining all my plans for a hybrid filled future. And Stefan says, well, it wouldn't have happened if you hadn't sworn me to secrecy. Probably true. But Klaus says, you know, life's full of ifs. Let's accentuate the positives. The hunter was one of five. We'll find another one. It might take centuries, but we've got nothing but time. We're immortal. Yeah, he's like, I need a new mission anyway. And Stefan says, you're using your calm voice today. Who's getting killed? Klaus says, well, not you, if that's what you're worried about, but I am concerned about your beloved. He says, have the hallucinations started yet? And Stefan says, now what the fuck do you know about that? (laughs) Stefan's like, why do you know about everything before it happens? And why couldn't you have led with this last week? He's like, then I could have at least told them something. And Klaus says, well, you know what? I'll tell you all about it. Where are you? And Stefan says, well, I'm at her house. And Klaus says, how convenient. So am I. He knocks at the door. So Stefan goes to meet him on the porch. And Klaus says, you know, this would be a lot more civilized if I were just invited in. And they're like, well, we're certainly not doing that. Yeah, at this point, We will not be doing that. (laughs) And Stefan says, you know, it's bad enough I'm out here talking to you. What do you know? And Klaus says, I killed the original five hunters. I told you that, Remember? He says, basically, when one kills a hunter, there's a consequence. The hunters were spelled by witches to kill vampires. If you prevent one from fulfilling his destiny, he'll take you down with him. I'm so mad I didn't guess that that's why she had these hallucinations. I know. That seems like such a layup. It seems so obvious in retrospect, but at the time, it's like, oh, she's just being dramatic. (laughs) It's like, oh, boo-hoo. It's like, okay, get over it. Suck it up. It's like, no, she's literally in a curse. Yeah, no, she's, she's been cursed. There's something larger at play than her mental illness, which, which certainly isn't helping. Certainly isn't helping matters, but. Stefan says, I don't understand how Connor could take Elena down with him because Connor is dead. Stefan says that like it's a, like, no, you you don't get it. Connor's dead. He can't do anything to her. It's like, don't you think he knows that? And Klaus says, well, that won't prevent him from making Elena his final vampire kill. So here's the tea. Elena's going to come with me now. I'm going to lock her up and keep her away from sharp wooden objects. And Stefan says, oh, she's not going anywhere with you. And Klaus says, if we leave her alone, she's going to take her own life before the day is out. And Stefan says, she's stronger than that. And Klaus says, is she? Klaus is like, I don't know. I've met her and it doesn't seem like it. He's like, number one, I've met Elena. Number two, I've met Elena during her transition. And number three, I've seen these hallucinations. They are not good. They go heavy fast. Yeah, he's like, they really cut for the jugular. Let me tell you. And Klaus says, you know, believe me, it's for her own good if I take her. Which they should kind and, of believe Klaus again, because he's the only one who's experienced it. Yeah, he's the one who has experience with it. And, you know, he doesn't give them any information on the hallucinations, but they know he's had them. So he should know what's best. And frankly, if Elena's like having hallucinations and again, killing her brother, she should be locked up somewhere for a little bit. This is the same mistake they made with Alert lock them up just for a day. Or at least they should ask Klaus more questions and be like, hey, we're open to hearing that, but we need some more clarification which they could have done if they had gone to Klaus's house after he took her because they're like, oh, we don't know where she is. Check Klaus's house. Where do you think he brought her? You know he has dungeons in his house. Have you met him? Yeah, Yeah, he built those in. Just check there first. But inside the house, Elena looks in the mirror and Connor appears again. He touches his blood and he says, oh, do you want some? You know, you seem to enjoy it when you drink from me right before you killed me. And she says, well, you know, I wasn't myself. I was angry. She's like, I lost it a little bit there. And he says, oh, well, were you yourself when you snapped my neck with your bare hands? And she says, well, you know, to be fair, you did stake me. And he says, well, I did that because you're a monster who deserves to die. That's a refrain we'll hear quite a bit. Yeah. Well, I snap that because you're a monster who deserves to die. We can play this game all fucking day. I mean, the good thing, Connor, probably a little bit when Elena was the one who killed him, he probably did a little happy dance. He said, oh, she's going to be a layup, bitch. He was like, I can take her out in a day. Easy. He was like, that boy, Stefan, is too in tune with his demons. I It will take me a while with him. Yeah. And Damon has way too many walls up. You yeah. have to break through those. But Elena, he really, I mean, If they hadn't broken the curse, it would have taken him less than 24 hours to get Elena to kill herself. She was ready to kill herself. And honestly, it would have taken him even less time if she wasn't in the dungeon. So Klaus actually helped quite a bit. Yeah. Even though everyone fucked it it over. He says, you know, you're a monster who deserves to die. Admit it. And she says no. And she runs into Damon downstairs. And she's like, Damon. And then he gets up and it's Connor again. And he says, you know, decomposition starts in the first 24 hours. I'm rotting in an unwrapped grave because of you. And she says, don't tell me that. That gets to her. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, I don't want to hear about that. She says, no. And she runs out. But Damon obviously doesn't know she's hallucinating Connor. So he says, what's wrong? And so she goes out to the porch. Damon follows her. And as soon as she's on the porch, Klaus and Stefan spot her. And Klaus, he jumps into action. He quickly grabs her and fast runs. And the Salvatores just watch him. They don't even bother trying to chase him. Yeah. He's like, okay, cool. We're not. We're not playing around. I got her. I'll go. So then I go over to the school. Jeremy is checking out the beginnings of his Hunter's Merc. And he says to Matt, he's like, hey, can you see anything? And Matt says, no. Which like, obviously this question is about the tattoo, but how funny would it be? He was standing with your friend and they'd be like, do you see anything on my hand? And you'd be like, no, it's your hand. What, why would you ask me? Yeah. That? What do you have like makeup on it? Uh, no, is, should I? Like, is this <laughs> a test? Yeah. Jeremy says, what if I told you, I saw the beginning of a Merc like Connor's, and Matt says, are you serious? And Jeremy says, I said, what if? I said, what if? <laughs> Jeremy says, it showed up after he died. He told me I was a potential. And Matt says, oh, so does that make you like the next chosen one? And Jeremy laughs because he's like, that seems like a little, a big word for it. And it's like, it's not. That's what it is. But they don't get to have their conversation all the way through because April approaches with Professor Shane. God damn it. We should have known when we knew it was an occult exhibit. He's like, oh, there's younger girls here. Yeah. yeah. He says, hey, don't let her do all the heavy lifting, boys. I found her wandering the hallways with this. It's a big rock. No, she just found a rock outside. She was just hanging out. And then he says, just teasing. I'm the guy who wrangles all the freaky stuff. Atticus Shane. But you can call me Shane. I beg you. Okay? You'd rather be called Shane than Atticus? That's so fucking weird. Well, it's a more modern name. I don't know. Atticus is so much a better name. I disagree. I think Shane's a okay. better name. Well, I have a, a deep attachment to Obviously, Atticus Finch. Yeah, you had to kill a mockingbird. Congratulations. Uh, He wants so badly to be bros with Matt and Jeremy. And to their credit, they don't really give him the time of day. They barely respond to him. They just let him talk himself in a circle for a minute. He says, thanks for helping. I really appreciate it. You guys all get free admission to my free exhibit. And then he walks away. And April's like, why does he look so familiar? And Matt and Jeremy are not like vibing with Shane. They're not particularly vibing with April right now because it's always like an uphill battle talking to her they had to deal with her getting kidnapped and now they had to deal with her being compelled and just like they don't really take anything she says seriously because she's just compelled left and right and it's like that guy looks familiar and it's like okay what the fuck do you want us to do about it yeah okay like we've got other shit going on april let me know when you can place him yeah (laughs) circle back when you have information we've got other priorities girly and then April switches to her next question, which she can't remember that she already asked because she was compelled last <laughs> week. She says, hey, have you guys seen Rebecca? She said she'd help me look into the explosion at my dad's farm. And then Matt says like, yeah, I know she disappeared, whatever. And then Matt and Jeremy say nothing else. Matt's like so annoyed. She even asks this because he already got asked this. And he's like, I fucking hate Rebecca. Why are you asking? And now she asks again. He's like, oh, my God, shut up. And then she just like looks at him like, why are you so annoyed? And he just like smiles and walks away. And then Jeremy like also smiles and walks away. She's like, that's it? That's the end of the conversation? She's like, my friend is missing. Are you guys concerned? They're like, no. The only person more desperate for a friend than Rebecca Michelson is April Young. They needed each other. Then we go over to the Gilbert house. And Bonnie says, you lost her? And Damon says, well, that's a strong word, but we do not know where she is. No, we didn't lose her. Klaus took her. <laughs> <laughs> and Stefan says, I'm personally more worried about this hunter's curse that Klaus mentioned. And Bonnie says, How does Klaus even know about this? And Damon says, How does Klaus know anything? He's a billion years old. And Stefan says, Well, the T on it is uh he said it was a witch's curse. And Bonnie said, Okay, well, I would help if I could, but and Damon's like, oh, but nothing. Do your fucking magic, fix the curse. And she says, the spirits aren't gonna let me do that. But you know, come to think of it, I can ask Shane. He knows everything about everything. And Stefan says, Okay, great, you guys do your thing. I'm going to get her back. Then we go over to Klaus's house. Klaus brings Elena to like kind of a dungeon, but it's actually a very nice room. There's a chandelier. There's a bed. There's paintings. I mean, there are worse places to be locked up with your uh, hallucinations. Yeah, including the Salvatore house. Yeah, their dungeons suck. At least there's like a seating area. It's got a bed. Anyway, so Klaus says, sorry about the lack of windows. It's to preserve the art and also to prevent you from taking off your daylight ring and burning to death. And she says, what? I would never kill myself. And Klaus says, you're going to want to. (laughs) Yeah, Klaus is like, just let's wait and see. But he opens up to her a little bit to legitimize the story as he should. He says, you'll want to kill yourself. I did, but I'm immortal, so I couldn't kill myself. He says, I went through this for 52 years, four months, and nine days. I was tormented in my dreams, every waking moment, relentless, never-ending torture. It's the only period of my life where I actually felt time. And Elena's like, you said 52 years. And she sure didn't say 52 minutes. Not days, not weeks, <laughs> years. Elena says, Oh, so you knew this would happen if Connor died. That's why you got involved. Girl, this is very low stakes overall. Like, I know it's very high stakes to you. But why would Klaus get involved so one person wouldn't have hallucinations? Exactly. Why would Klaus want to stop like you from having hallucinations in what world does he care that much about you you don't even have blood for him anymore Mm -hmm. you're just there and she says oh did Stefan know too and Klaus is like all Stefan knew is that the hunter needed to be kept alive you know you should have listened when he said he had it covered that's my best friend he's like why won't you fucking listen to Stefan Klaus is so right she should have listened and then Elena says, "Well, what else does he know and Klaus says that's one of life's little mysteries I don't really have time for all this fucking bullshit yeah he's like I've answered enough questions for today He says, you are here to be in a dungeon. You're not here to like girl gab. Okay. This isn't a fucking interview. So he goes to leave and she says, oh, how did you make it stop? Just quick question. And he says, well, the thing is I didn't. Eventually it just stopped. So that's super hopeless. And then he says, oh, by the way, the hallucinations tend to appear in strange forms. Don't say I didn't warn you. And he leaves and locks her in. And she's like, that wasn't enough information to prepare me for what I'm about to go through. (laughs) Meanwhile, outside, Stefan's on the phone. He's calling Caroline. And he says, listen, he's got Elena. I need Tyler to get the hybrids away so I can get her out. I know that's asking the impossible. And Caroline says, actually, it's kind of not. So Stefan comes over to the Lockwood house. And Tyler says, you know, Haley's the one who taught me how to break the sire bond. When she showed up here, I thought it was a coincidence, but actually she's been helping her friend Chris, and she came here to get like every one of the hybrids out from under Klaus. And Stefan says, oh, so Chris isn't sired anymore. And Caroline says, exactly. So then we go over to Elena's dungeon palace, and Chris drops off a little duffel bag of clothes and a toothbrush for Elena, and he says, you know, you're going to stay here until Klaus decides where to put you. And Elena says, just go away. And <laughs> Chris does leave, but she's really talking to Connor who has appeared behind Chris and Connor says, oh, I can't go away. I'm going to be here forever is the T as a constant reminder of what you've become. So let me ask a question. How did it feel to drain the life out of me? And she said, well, I didn't drain the life out. I just snapped your neck. Um, so I just had a sit that's straight. She says it was horrible. It was the worst thing I've ever done. And he says, you're lying. And she says, no, I'm not. And he says, you are. Tell the truth. And she says, you know what? Fine. I was lying. I did like it. I loved the taste of your blood. Are you happy? And he says, Well, I'm not happy. I'm dead. And he hits her with a really big uh tactic for Elena. He says, Hey, did you know I had a family? A brother? She said, Don't tell me that. She's like, Stop. I don't want to hear it. He said, I have parents. And she says, I'm really sorry. Then he starts. He, you know, got to give it to Connor. He sticks knife after knife in and he does a good progression of mean and evil to her to really get her wanting to be dead. Yeah. So he hits her now with, are you sorry about your parents? You know, it's your fault they died, which is her fear. <laughs> yeah, which is the deepest guilt that she has is that that could be the case. And he really pulled that right out. He says they ran off Wickery Bridge with you in the car, but they weren't supposed to be there, were they? Because if we'll remember, she called them to pick her up when she was supposed to stay for family night because she ended up going to the bonfire. And he says, you know, they died because of you. And she's like, I don't want to hear that. don't want to hear that. She's like, I've had that thought enough by myself. I don't need you adding to it. I do not need to hear it from you. And he says, I'm not going to stop until you've taken your last miserable breath. And she says, I'm not going to let you do this to me. And he says, oh, then get rid of me. Kill yourself. He literally says, kill yourself. <laughs> no. <laughs> So he says funny. it kind of funny. He yeah. says, he says, Oh yeah, get rid of me. Kill yourself. <laughs> it's like a bully on Tumblr. It's like, okay, kill yourself. Yeah. <laughs> and he says, You never wanted to be a vampire in the first place. Now look at what you've become. You're a monster and you deserve to die. Always good to button it with his thesis statement. Yeah, keep that theme throughout. Let's keep on saying it. It's a mantra. And then he says, Oh, fine. You don't want to listen to me? Sure. And then the hallucination becomes Catherine. And she says, why don't you and I have a little chat? And Elena's like, oh, my fucking God, bring Connor back. She said, actually, no, I'll talk to Connor. <laughs> she said, I'll I'm talk to you. <laughs> and then we go over to Shane's traveling occult exhibit, which today is at Mystic Falls High. On display, he has the big rock April was carrying earlier and a bunch of signs that say Silas. And he says, you're looking at the world's first tombstone. This item was donated to Whitmore College last month. Donated? Okay. Yeah. I don't believe in donations to him. April is watching and she says, oh my God, I just realized how I know him through my dad. It's like, finally, something useful from you. It's like, where else would you have known him from? Like, it took you that long He's to a college out. professor and you don't live in this town. Yeah, of course it's your dad. Matt says, that kind of your dad? And April says, oh yeah, he taught a theology seminar at Whitmore last year. Then we go back to see what Shane's talking about. He's talking about the tombstone. He says, this belonged to a very powerful witch, a witch so powerful, in fact, that he, Silas was his name, created a spell that would grant him immortality. Legend says he did it with the help of a lady witch who loved him named Ketsia. But sadly for Ketsia, Silas wanted to give immortality to another woman. So Ketsia killed her and buried Silas alive, leaving him powerless, immortal, and alone. Let's unpack this. Yeah. What are your thoughts on this little uh, little story? I mean, I'm going to swing big with this. I hope you do. Shane is Silas. Okay, let's hear your reasoning. Because here's the thing we already know he's into dispelling the spirits of nature. He's like, I don't need the spirits of nature. Yeah. I'm working on my own. This is still a little bit of a question because I still have a hard time believing he's actually a witch because I think it would be hard for him to hide. Um, But I do think either he is like somehow related to Silas or he is Silas himself. Well, let me bring something up to you that we've known before. Sure. This is going to take a couple leaps, but and it's not going to tell us anything for sure, but let me present clues we know. Immortal creatures we know are vampires, yes? Mm -hmm. Immortality often comes at the price of something. We've seen it be vampirism. Yeah. We've also seen, in the case of Abby, that when someone becomes a vampire, they can no longer be a witch. So do you think... Maybe becoming immortal affected Silas's witchiness, and maybe that's why Shane is no longer a witch. But here's another thing okay, that we have to remember go for it Esther. Yes, though she wasn't officially immortal, pretty immortal behavior. And we know, you know, whoever this Ketsia sealed him in the ground, sure, we have to assume, left him alone. That doesn't mean he can't be unsealed, so maybe he was just stuck there for a while. So, who would have un- unsealed him, Pastor Young? For what purpose i have no idea how would pastor young have heard about this if he doesn't even know who the vampires in town are i'm just throwing names out uh, i'm just, I'm just guessing. <laughs> i haven't um, seen the show before <laughs> this is my first watch don't you remember that <laughs> uh, i just think it's weird that shane has all this information definitely it's weird even that he like knew about klaus Like, that's not something we've seen everyone know about, especially non-vampires. I think there's some connection between Silas and Shane. I mean, obviously, that's what they're setting us up to believe, because why else would he be talking about it? So you think Silas slash Shane got awoken somehow? And he said, I'm taking this tombstone. And then he just goes around showing off. He's like, this is my tombstone. I'm sorry, Silas's tombstone. No, he left the tombstone. And then he saw how fancy tombstones had gotten. And he was like, what the fuck? no. So he took that so he can show it as an old one because he was like, and look how fucking ugly it is. And yeah, I did try to cheat on that witch so of course she gave me an ugly tombstone. But still, it's the first one. And also we'll have to point out, this is what I'm going to say. Oh, yes. We know he double-crossed this other witch to give this other witch immortality. I'm not saying for sure, but who kept Esther alive that long? I want you to also set- notice, I want to make sure you have this clear. The woman who he Oh, wait, Chose was not a killed. witch. So, the yeah, she oh. got killed. She wasn't, so. I assume she was a witch. Sorry. Never yeah, mind. exactly. I just want to clear that up for you. That So Katsia was in love with Silas. Silas was in love with Mystery Woman. Katsia kills Mystery Woman because Silas wants to be with Mystery Woman over Katsia. So, love triangle. I had another thought of the mystery. Oh, do you? No. No. Okay. It's going too far. Are you sure? You don't have to say it, but what if it's right and then. I know that's what I'm thinking. And then you (laughs) regret not saying it. We know that the Doppelganger, the Petrova Doppelganger line started somewhere, is all I'm saying. So you think it started with this mystery woman that Silas was in love with? It's a potential. I'm just throwing out a connection. I think that's a big swing, but I got to try it. We'll see. We'll see. So then- Professor Shane goes on. He says, you know, this might actually be the origin story of hell hath no fury like a woman scorned. He holds for laughs. (laughs) That's his bit. That's his joke. Yeah. Gets a couple giggles. And Damon asks Bonnie like, hey, do you have this? And she says, yeah, I'll bring him to you. Damon leaves. He's going to go set himself up in Rick's classroom. But as he's about to leave, he turns back because Shane says, you know, it's said that Silas wants to rise again and regain his power and wreak havoc on the world. Maybe we should be afraid. And Damon's looking at him like, okay, this guy's giving creepy. Let's follow the thread that you think that Shane is Silas. So he wants to wreak havoc on the world. So right now he's doing a traveling occult exhibit. Okay. So either Shane is Silas or Shane knows Silas is what I'm saying. How does Shane know Silas? Well, he knows of Silas and he wants to free him as like, please, I'm, I'm doing this for you. Give me some power. Like maybe he's like, I want to free him so I can become a witch. Okay. I think that's dumb because if Silas comes out, he'll kill him. If Shane teaches whatever type of magic he's teaching, if Shane can teach that, don't you think he's able to do it? So why would he need to be a witch? Not necessarily. Okay. Maybe he just knows of it and has researched it and now he just needs a witch to do it. So I'm I'm amending this. I think Shane wants to get Silas out. I don't think Shane is Silas anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Run it back. Running back. <laughs> so I think he wants Silas out and he needs a witch to do it. Why does Shane want some random guy to wreak havoc on the world? Shane lives in this world. What does he gain from this? I don't think he trusts the world or likes the world. I mean, he's studying occult studies. That's not people who like think the world is at its peak ideal moment, you know? Sure. Because why would you need the occult if you're super happy? So I think it's a power thing, too. I think it's honestly that he's been studying the occult for so long and wants powers. And he wasn't born a witch. So now he has to find some other way to gain power. And he thinks by bringing this guy out, he'll then get some benefit of power, whether he's got a reason to think that or not. Yeah. Why would Silas not just kill him? Because he helped him get out. So you think he wants to be like Silas's executive assistant, essentially? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, interesting. Because the, if Silas is this most powerful person, the assistant to him, pretty powerful too. Yeah, sure. <laughs> he doesn't have to be the most powerful person on earth. If he's the second most powerful, that's still pretty damn good. Yeah, but he's going from like the 5,000th most powerful to like the second. That's a big five thousand. 5,000th? You think he's way that's up 5,000th this high. Well, it's just, I think, let's say he does wake Silas and that's what he wants to do. And he gets Silas to give him witchy powers. Is he immortal? Can't they just kill him? Can't like Klaus just kill him in a minute? I think if a, if someone as, is as powerful as this Silas that we're meant to believe, there would be some protection, whether they're immortal or not. Maybe there's a special way they have to be killed or something. Maybe. Cut this. But whenever I say the name Silas, I'm thinking about Hunter Parrish and Weeds. That's what I think he looks like. That's what you think Silas looks like? <laughs> yeah. You think we're going to meet Silas? I don't think he actually looks like that, but I'm hoping. I'm sure we will. That's the greater evil, I fear. Oh, you think Silas is the greater evil? Do you think Silas is going to be hot? I'm sure. Who's your dream cast for sty- for Silas? Uh, Hunter Parrish. Let's actually play a thought exercise. Yeah. Knowing that this was the year like 2014, 2013-2014, somewhere around that. Mm-hmm. There's a CW show that at this point is kind of at its peak popularity, and they're casting their next big villain. Like who do you think we might see? Guess an actor. Just for fun. Just a fun game. I'm thinking in like the 35 to 40 age bracket. Kind of an older guy. Like around Michael's age, kind of? Or around Michael's vibe? Yeah, around Michael's age or like vibe. I think they would never get him, but Idris Elba would be great. They're not going to get him. That's not him. But like an off-brand Idris Elba or... Sure. Who's the other one I was just thinking of? If he wasn't busy with other commitments at this time... I think James Spader would be a top tier guest. I don't think they would get James Spader. I don't think he'd say yes I don't think they'd get him either, but I think he... I want you to guess someone who would say yes. (laughs) (laughs) Who is on... I'm trying to think who's on other CW shows because they love to pull from that net. Cross promote, yeah. I'm just going to throw one that could be likely. I don't think this is likely because of the show that he ends up being on. Sure. Skeet Olvich. He'd be good. He'd be good. I don't think it's going to be a white guy, though. You don't think it's going to be a white guy? Yeah. Fair but I think Skeet Ulrich is like the level of fame that they would be going for. Child or teen star or some past fame. Sure. David Boyanis would be another great one. That's um, a good guess. He would have been committed. But yeah, like someone who was on who Buffy. Who had been like on Buffy or like on Churn, something like that. Sure. I guess we'll see if we ever meet Silas, if he's real or not. Yeah. <laughs> and then Shane says, oh, or maybe it's all a bunch of crap and there's just some old rock. He holds for laughs. And that one, actually, he gets a lot of laughs. So he wraps it up because he knows he's hit his peak. He says, all right. Yeah, because everyone watching it was like, yeah, it looks like an old rock. Can we go get the uh, refreshments now? Yeah. And he says, all right, enjoy exploring the exhibit. I'll be around to answer questions. And he approaches Bonnie and she says, nice cautionary tale. Katsia sounds like a badass. And he says, nothing compared to Silas. Yeah, he's <laughs> like, shut the fuck up about that bitch. He said, that bit, that Katsia bitch. Yeah. Let me go over to Elena's dungeon palace again. Elena's sitting on a chair crying and Catherine says, don't you ever stop crying? <laughs> she does something Catherine would say. Yeah, Connor's got Catherine's character down pat. Connor did his character work. It's almost surprising this is the first time he's gotten to Hunter curse somebody because he's just hitting it out of the park. Yeah, he's doing great. And I'm just happy, even though it's not like really Catherine, I've been wanting to see some Catherine again. We've been in a Catherine drought. Catherine says, poor Elena, always the victim. Except now you're a killer. So what does Stefan think of the new you? And Elena says, shut up. He hates me. (laughs) She's like, I don't want to hear it. I'm not doing good. Catherine says, you know, the girl he fell in love with is gone. You're like me now, maybe worse. And Elena says, no, no, I made one mistake. I can do better. She's like, I'm definitely not as bad as you. Catherine <laughs> says, no, you can't do any better. You're a vampire. You're going to kill again. It'll change you and keep changing you until you're just like me. And Elena says, I'm nothing like you. No, Elena, you're in love with both Salvatore's, So you're at least a little bit like her. And Catherine says, I was you before you even existed. And when Stefan knew the real me, he hated me. Now he's going to hate you too. But at least you still have Damon. And Elena tries to punch Catherine. But of course, she's a hallucination. So she's gone. Yeah. So she just falls on the bed. Then we go over to Alaric's classroom or whoever the new teacher is. They're learning about the moon landing. So it's not Alaric's classroom because all he ever taught was the Civil War. The new teacher's like, why have you guys only been talking about the Civil War? It's been six <laughs> months. That shouldn't take half the year. Yeah. But what the teacher didn't, the new teacher didn't find that Damon does is a bottle of bourbon in Alaric's desk. Yeah. How this man kept this job, I don't know. Damon says, you're missing all the adventure, pal. And he drinks some bourbon. And I was like, let's see the ghost, baby. But no. (laughs) But no. Nope, Aluric is dead and gone, bitch. (laughs) Um, Accept it. Mm -hmm. I won't. He's not around and he doesn't seem to be coming back. I don't know. I don't know. Keep that delusion alive. Maybe Aluric is Silas. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Mm. Mm. (laughs) Maybe. We're thinking about... Interesting. Just a thought. Bonnie brings in Shane. And she says, hey, Shane, this is my friend, Damon. He's also an expert on this stuff. And Damon says, oh, I audited your class. It was very enlightening. And Shane says, yes, I remember you. You talked the whole time. You talked the whole time for the one class you came to. That's not really auditing. <laughs> and then Shane says, what's your specialty? And Damon says, origin of species. Shane says, oh, I think Darwin would arm wrestle you for that distinction. And Damon says, not that species. And Shane says, oh, you're into the monster stuff. And Damon says, I was hoping you had stumbled upon this at some point. And he shows him Jeremy's drawing of the partial hunter's mark that they got from Connor. Shane says, where'd you get this? Shane's like, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm kind of nursing a lead right now. and I'm worried about it. He's like, actually, now that I see this, I haven't heard from Connor in a couple of days. And I think I know why. <laughs> Damon says, it came to me in a dream. Do you know anything about the hunter's curse? And Shane says, why? You got a dead hunter in the trunk of your car, namely one named Connor Jordan. And Damon says, metaphorically, Damon says, not in the trunk of my car, but nearby. (laughs) He's just buried in a shallow grave. (laughs) Yeah. And Shane says, well, you know, legend says that if a hunter is killed by that which it hunts, then the person will be cursed to walk the earth and torment them until a new hunter is awakened and their legacy is passed on. New hunters are called potentials. I have a ton of research on it. Why don't I go grab it for you? And Damon says, that would be awesome. I literally thought he was about to walk out and grab steak. Nope. He went to go grab his research. <laughs> Bonnie says, well, how are we supposed to find a potential hunter? And Damon says, actually, it was like, actually, it's going to take us like a minute. And he calls Jeremy and he says, hey, little Gilbert, your services are needed. And then we go over to Klaus's house where Tyler and Stefan meet with Chris. And Chris says, okay, you guys got to hurry it up. Klaus will be back soon. And Tyler says, no, he won't. And then we go over to the grill where Klaus is having his customary red wine. And Caroline approaches in a much sexier shirt than she was wearing earlier. So she is here to she's here to slay. Yeah, she's here to do her her classic job of distracting Klaus. She says, you know, the place looks pretty good considering your hybrid got blown up in it. And he says, Caroline, to what do I owe the pleasure? She's not being fake. She says, I want you to give Elena back. And he says, ah, they sent you to sweet talk me. Good form, but I'm afraid I can't do it. She needs my help. I'm not going to burden you with the gory details. I know you have enough on your plate already. Having broken up with your boyfriend, speaking of, would you like to date me? He doesn't yeah. say that last part. <laughs> he implies it. Caroline says, yeah, that's none of your business, actually. And he says, mm, I'm making it my business. And Klaus says, this is my business now. Klaus says, I just want you to know that if Tyler was still sired to me, he wouldn't have hurt you. I wouldn't have let him. <laughs> Leoline girlies. Yeah, Claroline Girlies, you get a good episode this week. Claroline Girlies won this week. Stareline Girlies, we're here. <laughs> this is the news, Delena versus Delena. I know. And then Klaus says, can I at least offer you a drink? And she says, sure. She says, yeah, at least. <laughs> then we go back over to Klaus's house. Stefan says to Chris, all you have to do is get me access to Elena. I'll take it from there. And Tyler says, please, you know, like help us and you can disappear and be free. And Chris says, yeah, until... Klaus sends a hybrid after me and Tyler says look Haley and I got your back we'll make sure nothing happens I would not trust Tyler and Haley to have my back they are outside of the main alliance yeah and Tyler must know that at this point the hybrids are kind of disposable I mean just realistically like I understand Haley not knowing this and Chris not knowing this but Tyler Mm -hmm. should know that if Stefan and Damon want they'll dispose of a hybrid because klaus doesn't want to dispose of hybrids but stefan and damon who control most of the main group alliance right now if we're you know speaking in those terms yeah they don't care if a hybrid dies and they and certainly not when they haven't ever met before and frankly tyler i know you don't want to you know get to this but you know that if they had to kill someone in their alliance you're probably the first choice if anything tyler should be nursing the pack of hybrids a little bit more so he can have, you know, some backup. Yeah. But now all he's got is Haley, who is drunk all the time. And she's not even a hybrid. She's just a plain wolf who's drinking and trying to flirt with him. Useless. A useless team member. I forgot to mention when Chris first got introduced. Also because I'm DB. Oh, yes. So Chris is played by an actor named Sir Darius Blaine. He's been in a number of things, but he looked immediately familiar to me and it took a quick look at IMDb to know what it was. And it was the new Jumanji movies. Oh, love. He's one of the main four like kids. But of course, most of the movie is spent like in a video game. Yeah. So he's not in a ton of it, but he is. So in he's that. not like on the poster. <laughs> he is not on the poster. No. Other things that are important that he was in, he was in the Charmed reboot for 17 episodes. Nice. So he's got his little magical side. He was also on The Big Leap, which I heard was really, really good. He was on 11 episodes of that. Two other important things right around the same time as The Vampire Diaries. Number one, the new Footloose movie. Okay. But number two, what I think I recognized him from, but I didn't connect the dots until just now, is ABC Family's hit show, Jane by Design. That was a good show. He played a character named Carter, which I don't remember, but I do remember being obsessed with Jane by Design because the the main romantic lead boy was so, so hot and sexy. So hot. And he was in a single episode of Pretty Little Liars, that hot lead guy. I think Carter was her like best friend. I think so too. best friend. That was a good show. If people haven't watched that, I highly recommend it. Yeah, it's one season long. I haven't watched it in a long time. So maybe highly is overstating it, but I do recommend it. I watched it in high school, but I remember loving it. So actually, I do think what I recognize him from is Jane by design. I think like the Jumanji movies definitely help because I have seen those. But I think deep in the recesses of my brain, I'm picturing him in *Chamber by Design because that was the same year as The Vampire Diaries, so he looks the same. Although he still kind of looks the same in the Jumanji movies. He plays a high school student. Great that he's doing that. Staying booked and busy. Anyway, so sorry I didn't mention that when Chris was first introduced, but that's his IMDb. That's what we know him from. Then we go back to the dungeon. We catch up with fake Catherine and Elena. And Catherine says, you know, you were such a good girl as a human. You were always willing to sacrifice yourself for your friends. Except weren't they the ones who usually ended up getting hurt? And she's like, I didn't mean for that to happen. To be fair, that is not Elena's fault. They wouldn't let her die. Yes. Like Elena can't feel guilty for that. (laughs) Yeah. But it is something she does feel guilty about. You know, Elena says, I never wanted that. And Catherine says, you know, Bonnie lost her grams because of you. Her mom turned into a vampire because of you. You know, she probably secretly hates you and would be relieved if you were gone. Did you ever think of that? Which, like, Elena's like, of course I've thought of that. I feel really deeply guilty about everything I've done. Yeah. And Elena says, I'm not going to kill myself. Let's just get that on the table. <laughs> it's like, oh, let's leave with that. And Catherine says, why not? Your existence brings people nothing but pain. You know, maybe it was worth it when you were worth it, but you're nothing now. You're a monster. You deserve to die. That's got to hurt. Because, yeah, Elena's like, yeah, I was worth saving when I was a human, but now I'm not worth saving anymore. Exactly. It's just all her own subconscious thoughts. In the worst way being thrown at her, which is the goal of this day. And it's effective. Excellent curse. Great design by hunters and witches. Solid curse. You guys nailed it on this one. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You guys don't often nail it, but this one, yeah. Then we go to the hallway outside of Elena's dungeon palace. Chris approaches the hybrids who are on guard. And he says, oh, Klaus said you guys need to go to Tyler. Something about his girl, Caroline. I'll take over from here. I would ask no questions because they were just told Klaus said this. So they go so that we got to get out of here. feels like we should have been manipulating the sire bond like that more often. Well, Klaus told me that you should let me go. Uh, Klaus said that? Okay. Head on out. (laughs) As soon as they leave, Stefan approaches and Chris gives him a key to the dungeon. And so Stefan opens the door and Elena is like in the fetal position on the floor. (laughs) He's like, oh shit. And he says, hey, Elena. (laughs) But he's appearing to her as Connor of course. So she backs away and he says, hey, it's me. And she says, stay away from me. He says, let me help you. Klaus did keep sharp wooden things out of this room, but he didn't really care about metal. I mean, there's still furniture in there. That's the plus side of the Salvatore dungeon. There's nothing in there. Yeah. So she takes something out from the bed and she stabs Stefan with it and quickly escapes. I don't know in what world Stefan didn't see this coming. This seems like obviously what she was going to do. I know they haven't seen her a lot with the hallucinations, but the last time they saw her, after she listened in the house, she was running away. So it just feels like, what's the point of letting her out? She's safe in there. She started this day by stabbing Jeremy in the neck with a knife. What makes you think that you're not getting stabbed by something if you go try to get her? I mean, what is their plan is what I don't understand. Is like, oh, we're going to let her out and then just, talk her through the hallucinations again she stabbed jeremy yeah we are past that yeah she's she's not really listening to reason at the moment guys and another couple things she's immortal i mean i know she's a vampire but she is immortal and they know for a fact klaus doesn't want to kill her there are much worse people whose custody she can be in than klaus Especially because if I even take a look in that dungeon, I'm like, actually, this is pretty sweet, you know? And Klaus isn't like, I'm keeping her locked up to hurt you guys, to hurt her. He's like, she should not be around people. She'll kill herself. And you guys don't want Elena to kill herself, do you? No, then leave her where Klaus put her. If Klaus had said this about anyone else, it might have been like, oh, he's lying. But they know that he wants to not only keep Elena alive, but cure her. Mm -hmm. So let's get past this Klaus is our enemy thing, okay? We're allies at this point. Also because if Klaus wanted to kill Elena, she would have been dead already. He would have killed her on the run to his house. He would have let her die from the werewolf bite. Just let her stay locked up. But they didn't do that. But then we go back over to the school. Bonnie asks Damon, like, how did I not know any of this stuff about Jeremy? And Damon says, you lost your powers. You get left out of conversations. Like, I don't know what to tell you, girly. Damon's like, we don't tell you anything because you're becoming a lot less useful than you were. He's like, Jeremy's suddenly more useful to us. Yeah. So we've been keeping up with him instead of you. And <laughs> Jeremy, like, runs and he's like, oh, my God, what's wrong? Is it Elena? And Bonnie says, OK, so we figured out how we need to help Elena. We need to kill a vampire. And Jeremy says, awesome. Give me a stake. I'll kill Damon right now. Damon's like, not me. Damon says, easy, Van Helsing. And then he says, we'll get you one. And Bonnie says, by the way, before you do this, you do need to know what you're getting yourself into. I really thought they were going to go turn a random person to kill. I know you're like, oh, they're going to go turn someone. I'm like, Chris is there. You said early in the episode, Chris is going to die. I don't know why. Like, we cut to the girl right after this. And I was like, oh, they're going to go turn a bartender to kill. Now, why would they do that? It's just a lot (laughs) of work. How is that the most effective plan? There are so many steps they would have to go through for that. Yeah, I was not thinking uh, rationally. Damon picks up a call from Stefan. He says, Stefan, great news. We can rest easy. We figured out a way to solve the Elena problem. And Stefan says, well, I do have to be honest with you. I did just lose her. Stefan's like, well, here's the thing. I just created a new Elena problem. And Damon says, again, (laughs) like, how do we keep losing her? (laughs) And Stefan says, I'm going to be real with you. She's in bad shape. I tried to help her, but she attacked me. Uh, So you need to go find her and talk her down because she'll listen to you. Just tell me what I need to do to end this. That's gotta hurt to know that like, she's not listening to you. So you gotta send your brother. Yeah, ouch. Then we go over to the grill where Caroline's still sitting with Klaus and she gets a text from Stefan that's like, so I lost Elena. Caroline looks at Klaus and she says, so here's the thing. I didn't just come here to get you to try to release Elena. And he says, you don't say. And he's got a big smile on his face. So for a second, you can tell he's like, she came because she wanted to flirt with me. It's happening. Yeah. Because he's like, obviously he didn't just come here for that. But he's like, but maybe she's coming around on this thing. You he's know? like, you're wearing your sexy going out top. He's like, you don't even have to dress that sexy to distract me. Yeah. Keep those blazers on, girly. Yeah. <laughs> They're putting her in a lot of blazers this season. Yeah. She says, I came here to distract you so that Stefan could break her out. And he did. And don't get mad, but he did lose her. <laughs> And Klaus is like, fucking hell. Why won't this man just listen to me? And he gets up really angry and she calls after him and he says, hey, Caroline, you're beautiful, but if you don't stop talking, I will kill you. And she's like, message received. And she says, (laughs) I hear you, but they figured out how to stop the hallucinations. This piques Klaus's interest. And he says, okay, you have 10 seconds. So we go to the woods. Elena's walking around. She's like hearing voices of people talking to her hallucinations. She's also just like remembering hurting people as a vampire She's not doing great. It's flipping between her seeing Connor, seeing Catherine, all this. Yeah. And then Connor appears and says, oh, you ready to die yet? You know, it's your only way out of this. And then Catherine also appears and she says, you can't take back what you did. It can never be undone. You're a monster and you deserve to die. And then they both disappear. She stops. She's all discombobulated. And then she realizes, where is she? But one wickery bridge. She's like, oh, okay. She said, fine, <laughs> fine. <laughs> She walks to the edge and looks at the water. And then this is like Connor's piece de resistance. Yeah. He's been building up to this one all day. He said, let's get her to the bridge. And then I'm, I'm ready to push this bitch to the edge. Yeah. Elena's mom, her adopted mom, not Isabel, obviously. Isabel wouldn't work. <laughs> Isabel would make a difference. Miranda Gilbert appears and says, it's okay, sweetie. I know what you're going through and it's okay. This bridge is where your life should have ended, not just once, but twice. And at first, when she gets here, you're like, well, maybe this is a nice hallucination that's like evening out, but it's pretty, it's pretty immediately like this bitch is going to say, you need to kill yourself, (laughs) you know, in like the (laughs) sweetest voice. Yeah. Her mom says, you know, you were ready to die, remember? And Elena's like crying and she says, I don't know what to do. And her mom says, yes, you do, honey. And then she looks at the daylight ring. Elena looks at the daylight ring. And her mom says, That's right. The sun will come up and this will all be over. It's the right thing to do, Elena. You know it is. She's so creepy in this. I know. And then she's like, Admit it. And Elena says, I'm a monster. I deserve to die. And Connor says, Hey, He says, All right. <laughs> New record. <laughs> he says, Before the sun even came up, bitch. Now, it would have been smarter to get her to take the ring off right as the sun came up, because this gives a lot of room for error, but he couldn't be perfect. It was his first time yeah. during the curse. She does take off her daylight ring, and she drops it in the water. And then she waits. She just looks out at the bridge. We can see the sun is, like, getting ready to rise. It's, like, early, early morning. And then she, like, it's like, wait a second. I can't kill myself. I can't (laughs) leave Jeremy. Moment of clarity. She's like, whoa, wait. And then her mom comes back and is like, well, actually, (laughs) Jeremy is better off without you. How about that? Yeah. It's like, she's like, wait, why did my mom tell me to kill myself? That's crazy. And then her mom comes back and is like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay. Well, let's get you back on track. I think I should clarify. (laughs) Elena's like, he won't have anyone if I kill myself. And her mom says, no, uh, he will have you as a ghost who helps him, not a monster who hurts him. And Connor said, ooh, nice save. He said, I got that one back. Good spin. (laughs) And then Elena says, you're right. I'm so sorry, mommy. I didn't mean to disappoint you. It's so sad. Her mom says, hey, you didn't, you were everything I ever wanted you to be, but you died and you were supposed to stay dead. She's like, don't worry, you didn't disappoint me. And then you became a vampire and then you did. And then you did. So you should die for that. Yeah. And for that, you do deserve to die. That is a decision punishable by death. And I know you didn't make the decision, but still. But you should kill yourself because you're a what? Monster. And you deserve, you deserve, to, deserve what? to what? Die. die. Say it with me. <laughs> when I say monster, you say die. Monster. Die. Monster. Die. <laughs> and Damon approaches and he says, hey, Elena. She sees him as he is. Yeah, he doesn't immediately turn into Connor. That's a good sign. So that's good. Her mom disappears briefly. And she says, how'd you find me? And Damon says, yeah, it doesn't take a genius to figure it out. There time's the charm. He's like, this just kind of felt like a good guess. He's uh, like, realistically. He's like, Wickery Bridge made sense. He's like, if you're going to die, where would you go? <laughs> and she says, you were right, Damon. Vampires kill people. And Stefan was right too. I can't live with myself. And Damon says, look at you being all glass half empty. Let's just go home and talk about this before we do anything stupid and then connor comes back because he's like oh no no you're not getting involved he's like oh no you're staying out of this connor says hey uh the sun will be up soon it's almost over and then she looks out at the sunrise and then damon looks at her hand and he says hey where's your ring yeah because he's like why is she looking at the sunrise real quick oh no (laughs) not this (laughs) then we go over to klaus's house chris has packed his bags and Tyler says, you're doing a good thing, Chris. And Chris, it, well, first of all, it's it already backfired, so. Yeah, Chris should have left 10 minutes to go. Yeah, Chris should have literally given Stefan the key and then gotten in the car and driven away. Yeah. Why are you hanging out? And Chris says, you know, well, let's see how fast a good thing can get me out of town. Not fast enough. Haley says, call me when you're safe. They trade hugs, you know, whatever. Dilly-dallying. And then he goes to the door and opens it without even looking out first. There's a window in the door. And Klaus comes in. And it is funny how much shorter Klaus is. I know. <laughs> and Klaus says, going somewhere. And then Klaus chokes Chris and says, when I said, don't let her out of your sight, what did you think I meant? And he said, I understood it fine. That wasn't the issue. And Tyler says, oh, it's not his fault. It's mine. I was distracting him. It's my fault she got away. And Klaus says, oh, well, maybe you should be the one who has to die for it. The thing about this, Tyler and Haley talking like they don't even realize Klaus knows the whole story. Yeah, he would probably let Chris go if he's unsired because he doesn't really care. He's he, but he has to use him now. And unfortunately, now he got unsired. He's got to punish someone for it. I mean, they need a vampire to die, and he's certainly not going to let it be Caroline. So yeah. and it's certainly not going to be Stefan. And Damon's gone. Elena's gone. He doesn't have those two. So unfortunately, Chris will do. Tyler, just be happy it wasn't you at this point. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Haley says no one has to die. Now, Haley, I know you've just met Klaus, but that's not really logic that he tracks. Yeah, that doesn't really sound like him. And then Klaus says, did I not say mind your business? He's like, (laughs) what the fuck are you doing here for? (laughs) Haley says, Tyler's covering for me. I let her go. You want someone dead? Kill me. I'd rather die anyway than end up one of your sired little bitches. He's like, well, you can't become a hybrid. so." Yeah, I like that she tried some. I like that she tried to get him with the zinger. And I think it's an effective zinger regardless of the logistical inaccuracies. Yeah. Because number one, she won't become a hybrid. Number two, why would she have let Elena out? Yeah. She has no horse in this race. Yeah. She has no interest in Elena. And Klaus says, Oh, don't tempt me, little wolf. He says, I'll kill you for fun. You're not even part of this right now, but I'll do it. He looks at Chris and he says, Your existence is to serve me and to please me. Do you understand that? And Chris says, Absolutely. So sorry, I will not fail you again. And Klaus says, no, you won't. He says, get out of here. I was like, he's going to rip Chris's heart out. And then he lets him go. And I was like, that doesn't sound like Klaus. And Chris, just a thought. The last time you tried to use the front door, someone was there. Why don't we go to the back? And let's at least try a fast little run. I mean, yeah, it might not work. I don't think there's any way he would have gotten away with this, but I think there's a couple ways he could have tried. I mean, he should have taken the back door in the first place Is step one, but we're past that. He should have literally given Stefan the keys and walked out the door. And walked out the back door right then. He didn't need the hour to pack. To say his goodbyes. Probably have a couple cocktails. Yeah. So he opens the door because he's like, oh my God, he's going to let me be free. And then Stefan like stakes him a little bit. I don't think it's in the heart. Just enough to like incapacitate him. Because obviously he can't be killed by a stake. He's a hybrid. Then Jeremy walks in with an axe. And Tyler's putting two and two together here. Even Tyler can make the logical leap where the evening's going. And then we go back over to the bridge. And Damon says to Elena, hey, we need to get you inside. And Connor says, it's almost time. He said, just stay outside a little longer. He said, please. He said, I'm so close. I can taste it. (laughs) And Damon says, what you're going through is a curse. We know how to break it. We just need to get you inside. And Connor says, "Mm, don't let him stop you. I know you want to but you can't, so don't. He kind of played his last big card with the hallucination of her mom. So he's kind of got nothing. He was kind of hoping the sun would rise, you know, 10 minutes ago. He was kind of hoping no one would find her on the bridge, which is a fair hope. And he has nothing to do now. So he's like, "Mm, don't let him stop you. That's not a useful tactic. What he should have done right here. I don't know if this would have worked, but he should have turned into Stefan and said, why are you listening to Damon instead of me? I thought you loved me. Oh, yeah. Don't you love me anymore? The only way you can prove that you love me is if you kill yourself. (laughs) Yeah. The girl who I love, who loves me, is gone. And if you really love me, you'll bring her back so I can talk to her as a ghost. Now, Stefan can't talk to a ghost, but Elena's already on the edge. You're basically dead to me anyway. You might as well finish the job, whatever, you know. That's actually a good move. That's what Connor should have done. That would have worked. It would have been his best bet since he already used up Miranda. I mean, he can't. He can't use Johnny. He can't use Isabel. He can't use Grace. And he could maybe get away with Jenna or Lurk. But I think Stefan would be the most yeah, damning. Maybe Jeremy. But he's already kind of run the Jeremy point to the ground. Damon says, damn it, Elena. And then he tries to grab her, but she quick runs away from him. So he doesn't quite get her. And then we go over to the Lockwood house. And Tyler says, what the hell? Now you know what the hell. Yeah. You watched it happen. Jeremy took the axe. Sorry. And Stefan says, I'm sorry. And then Jeremy cuts chris's head off with the axe in front of everyone Haley and tyler have to watch it blood all over his face we quickly see on the bridge that connor is affected by it and elena is affected by it and then at the lockwood house we see jeremy's merc grow for the first time because he's killed a vampire and then back on the bridge elena says oh my god he's gone and damon says it's okay and then the sun starts to rise finally and elena's like oh shit Elena starts to burn and she's like, Damon? He's like, Damon, what's happening? And he grabs her and jumps her into the water. So now this is the third time she's been thrown off Wickery Bridge. This time, no car. This time she was just free balling it. Later, we are at the Gilbert house where Elena wakes up and she has her ring. And Damon is there waiting for her to wake up. He says, I fished out of the river for you. Fun fact, vampires hate to swim. So it's nice that you got a ring for her. That's pretty cute. Yeah. And he says, hey, how are you feeling? And she says, my head is clear. I can remember everything, but it's not like I lived it. It's like it was a really bad dream. And then she's like, you know, you saved me. Thank you. And he says, well, you know that what they say about teenage suicide. Don't do it. Little Heather's joke. And she says, I can't believe I almost. And he says, you weren't yourself. And she says, but if it weren't for you, Bitch, if you don't stop throwing yourself at him, she wants to kiss she him is, so bad right now. She is like, she's begging him to kiss her because she's like, I can't do it because then it's fucked up. But if, but you, if you do, do it, it. <laughs> then it's just something that happened. It's just something she is you trying did. so hard. Then it's like, oh my God, Damon's so selfish. And I tried to stop him. Yeah. I was just so shocked when he kissed me that I tried to like push him off with my lips. But then my, if that didn't work, so then I put my tongue in. <laughs> Thinking it would disgust him, but he actually liked it. Then I started pulling his hair and that didn't work either. (laughs) But he doesn't take the bait. Good of Damon because he obviously has more context than she does. And he says, I'm about to take a very high and annoying road and tell you something. Because I know you think Stefan's been lying to you. And yeah, he has. But (laughs) this rough patch you've been going through, it's not what you think. Everything he's been doing he's been doing to help you. And I thought that's where he was going to end it. I thought that was going to be enough. But no, he keeps on going. He says, and after he kills me for telling you this, I want you to throw my ashes off Wickery Bridge, okay? And she giggles. And he says, there may be a way out of this for you. There may be a cure. And that's all the information we see him give her for now. Smartly, he keeps it open-ended. He says, "Mm, there might be. He said, there might be. He said, I'm not saying there is. I'm saying there might be. There's a potential for it. Then we go over to the Lockwood house. Tyler is moping and Haley is sleeping on the couch. Tyler's drinking and Caroline comes in and she says, hey, Tyler, I know this, this didn't really go your way today, but like, look, we won. Yay. We did it. Yay. (laughs) Um, He says, it's just us. We're just paying our respects to Chris. And she says, we didn't have a choice. And Tyler says, I told him we had his back. If he helped us, he'd be free. You told him that you and Haley had his back, which you did. Yeah. And you believed that when you said it, it's not like you lied to him. Yeah. Caroline says we needed to help our friend. And Tyler says by handing over another friend. Caroline's like, well, he wasn't really a friend. <laughs> I don't really give a fuck about it. <laughs> that's you're fair to Caroline. She doesn't know Chris. Yeah. She's like, I have no reason to think that we should protect him too. Like how many people do you think I can possibly protect? I've got my hands full. You're enough. Okay. Me protecting you takes a lot of pull. Exactly. And Tyler says, Chris was a friend. He was like me. He was part of my pack. All he wanted was to be unsired. And then he asks a smart question, which he should be asking. He says, how did you even get Klaus to agree to give up one of his hybrids? She says, oh, I was really hoping you weren't going to ask me that while you're so angry. Uh, But here's the thing. I did agree to go on a date with him. (laughs) Pump that shit right into my fucking veins. Yeah, that's the shit. That's the fucking shit. And this is so funny. Klaus wants nothing more than hybrids on Earth. He can't make any more. And he would still give up one to go on a date with Caroline. No, that's love. Yeah. If he wanted to, he would. If he wanted to, he would, ladies. (laughs) And she says to Tyler, like, I thought it might keep up the ruse between you and Haley, which is true. Yeah. But also she didn't care if Chris died. You know, it was the right decision for her. Now, unfortunately, Tyler would have disagreed, but you don't win everything. Yeah. You don't get to be involved in all the decisions. And you're the one who's pretending you cheated with this other girl. So sorry, Klaus is going to jump at the opportunity. Yeah, especially without telling Caroline that that was your plan ahead of time. So yeah, Th- if this is your plan to distract Klaus, you kind of have to go all in on it. But Tyler is not too pleased about this. He doesn't see you know, why this is a good idea right now. So what he does is he throws an alcohol bottle at the wall and breaks the glass. This wakes Haley up and she says, what is going on? <laughs> yeah. It's like, I was just having a nice sleep, like my nice little drunk nap. Yeah, and he says, oh, nothing's going on. We're just celebrating the life of a fallen hybrid friend. And she's like, I was also celebrating his life. Why did you throw a bottle at the wall? She's like, that doesn't sound like a celebration, okay? Like, I know you're rich and you can just throw crystal shit at the wall, but I like the crystal. And me, I'm asleep. I was having a dream that we were kissing and I was liking that dream. So I wish you would have let me finish it. And now I'm here and your girlfriend's here. I would like to forget about her if I could. Pass. (laughs) Then we go over to the grill. Damon goes up to the bar and orders a bourbon for himself and then makes it too because he got one for Rick. And in case we can't pull that together, Matt comes up and says, oh, you're still saving a spot for Mr. Saltzman. And Damon's like, duh. Damon says, I'm in the market for a new drinking buddy. But then he quickly says to Matt, you're not qualified. He's like, don't get any, don't get any ideas. And to be fair to Matt, Matt wasn't getting any ideas. Matt was like, yeah. I know you don't like me. <laughs> yeah, Matt was like, I don't expect you to want me to be your drinking buddy. And I don't particularly want to either. So don't worry yeah. about it. And me. also not for nothing, Matt's got a best friend. It's Jeremy. Matt doesn't want to be your buddy either, Damon. Matt's like, I'm literally working. Matt's like, I can't drink. I'm at work. (laughs) But Matt says, however, I dug some stuff up about the explosion at the young firm that I need to tell someone about. April mentioned her dad knew Professor Shane, which wouldn't be creepy, except he had all the info about the hunter's curse. And we live in a town where anybody who knows stuff is creepy until proven otherwise. Fantastic read. And Damon says, you're on the verge of impressing me. Drive it home. And Matt says, so I got the sheriff to dig up the pastor's phone records. Turns out he made like a call a day to the same number the last month he was alive. And the day they got blown up, he called it 10 times. It was the office of Professor Atticus Shane. Now, Professor Shane, have you ever heard the term burner phone? Yeah, you couldn't get a fucking disposable. They're so cheap. So what do you read into this information? Anything? Well, you know, we know that the pastor had some information about how to kill vampires. And we assume some of that came from the Founders Council, but he clearly had some reasoning from Shane as well. But I think there's this also kind of builds in why the pastor felt comfortable, you know, killing himself and the whole council under the assumption that other people would come to kind of take over their mission. I don't know why they couldn't be there while that happened. I'm sure Shane push them in that direction. I mean, because we've seen Shane pick and choose what information he shares with people he works with. So do you think Shane is the one who told the pastor to blow up the Young Firm? Or do you think the pastor kind of went off script? I think Shane pushed that. Why do you think Shane wanted to kill 12 randos? To keep the vampires alive in Mystic Falls long enough to build up the Hunter's mark. Okay. Although you would think Pastor Young trapped them. He didn't kill any of the vampires, even when he realistically should have once he got Damon there. So maybe he was saving them for Connor to come. So maybe the pastor knew Connor was coming. Yeah, I assume the pastor knew Connor was coming if he was talking to Shane, but I also think it's notable that he called him multiple times the day of the death of like, mm-hmm. this is happening. We got the vampires. Oh, the vampires got away. If he was calling Shane to get Connor to come kill the vampires, why blow himself up? No, I'm saying I'm saying he called Shane to give him updates. Okay. And thought Connor was going to come. And then I, for whatever reason, Shane convinced them like, look, now that the vampires are out, like a greater evil is coming. Be- and if you, I don't know, contribute your life force to something. What are they contributing their life force to? To Silas. But what did they get out of it once they're dead? Here's something. Here's something. Okay, okay. Well, I don't know what they get out of it. They're dead. Okay, so the humans get nothing. I don't know what what Shane told them. But what Shane gets out of it I don't know if this only works with witches, but isn't it a place where a bunch of death happens that becomes a really powerful place to channel for a witch? We've only heard that when it's a place where a lot of witches died previously on the show. Okay, well, still still I'll throw it out as something. Okay. So Shane had to convince all these people to kill themselves. He just had to convince Pastor, yeah. Sure. But he had to convince the pastor that there was something in it for him. Salvation. Because the pastor's got a daughter he takes care of. Like and he's got a mission that he wants to kill all the vampires. So he's got like reasons he wants to stay alive. So Shane has to offer him something pretty good, right? Maybe, cause if he's a pastor he thinks he's gonna go to heaven whenever he dies. So what's the rush, you know? Yeah. Salvation's not really enough. I mean, there is a potential that their souls are being used for a bigger purpose. I think that could be convincing enough for the pastor that, you know, he gets salvation but also his legacy leaves something. Sure. That the, It's a sacrifice of sorts. It could be a sacrifice to Silas. I kind of said that, but it also could be a sacrifice to like, here's enough power to like provide something for this evil to like use against the vampires or whatever, or to stop some evil if we're like in the way. It's also possible that Shane told them there's this great evil coming. It's more vampires, it's more power for the vampires. And you know who can stop that? My friend Silas. And once the vampires are taken care of, Silas has enough power to bring you guys back once the vampires are taken care of once the vampires are like cleared but then knowing the council B squad as we know them wouldn't they be like we want to kill the vampires we want to be involved can't Connor train That's a good us point why do we have to die can't we be alive and keep doing our council thing. Is it possible that Shane convinced them? I'm I'm seeing Shane as this like manipulative mastermind, which I think might be overstating it. Well, you used to think that Pastor Young was like the cult leader. Do you now think Shane is the cult leader? Uh, well, I think Pastor Young is the cult leader, but Shane is like leading him. So I think he thinks he's the cult leader and he acts as the cult leader, but someone else is pulling his strings. I think it's possible that Shane told them if they killed themselves, they wouldn't actually die. And he lied about that. Like there's a potential he was like, Yeah, if you guys just kill yourself, I can bring you back if you do this. And then you'll be more powerful than ever or something. And they were like, cool, sounds good. Do you think he intends to bring them back? Shane is obviously enlisting Bonnie for some purpose. Maybe he needed like a big event to bring Connor to Mystic Falls. I don't know why he would need that kind of event. Yeah, just tell him there's vampires there. Yeah, I don't know. He'd be like, oh, he's like, there's vampires there and also... 12 people burned alive. He's like, okay, I'm really more concerned about the vampires, but thanks for the current events. But thanks for the info. Yeah, I don't know. Interesting. I don't have a good answer. I don't expect you to. (laughs) (laughs) Just some things to think about in our, as we go into season You bring up some good questions. Don't I? Then we go over to Shane's office. Shane talks to Bonnie and says, did your friend Damon get everything he was looking for in my files? And Bonnie says, yeah, thanks. And then she asks a question that she should have asked when she first met Shane, which is, how do you know this stuff? Now, Shane has no desire to answer that question. Yeah. He, At least he not says, now. Well, I'm not going to answer that, uh, but I will talk. So you think I do. He gives her a lot of words to avoid the fact that he didn't answer. He says, Bonnie, I've been around the world 10 times over, studied every supernatural creature known to man. And for the record, witches are hands down the most powerful. So I'm in your corner. I'm your biggest ally. But let me say this, when you're a new hunter, and I know you have one, when he completes his merc, you're going to want to come to me because I'm going to be the only one who can help. Trust me on that. What do you think that means? Well, of course, Shaden wants her to think that because he wants to be the first person to be- get told when this merc is complete. Well, what do you think he wants to look for the merc for? Because from what we know, the merc is a map that leads to the cure. And that's what the sword leads Mm -hmm. us to. So why does he want the map so bad? That's a great question, isn't it? I have a hard time believing he wants to cure vampires, like, or even get rid of all vampires. I don't really think that's his top priority. Mm -hmm. But maybe Silas does. Like, I think this is more a bargaining chip. I mean, not. it's more than a bargaining chip, because obviously he wants it too bad for it to just be a bargaining chip. But... I don't like, I don't think his goal is to eradicate vampires. Yeah. Do you think Silas wants to eradicate vampires? I don't think so. I don't know why either of them would want a cure. Yeah. I think it also may be, let's go back to thinking about the curse of the sun and the moon. Sure. It's much more effective to have a map that multiple people want what's on the other end. Sure. Now, the easiest way to make people want that is to tell them it's something that they want. Yeah. Whether that's what's at the end of the map or not. Maybe there's a cure at the end of the map. Maybe we're just saying there's the cure at the end of the map. And there's something else that Shane or Silas or others want. Sure. That's a good thought. Then we go over to the Gilbert house. Elena meets Stefan on the porch. And they are playing sad music. Um, and the writing is on the wall at the beginning of the scene. Well, let's get to it. She says, hey, sorry I stabbed you. And he says, it's okay. I probably deserved it. You should have expected it. You didn't deserve it. Stefan says, Damon told me he clued you in. And Elena says, you didn't kill him, did you? Stefan says, now why the fuck would that matter? I'm your fucking boyfriend. Stefan's like, why is that the first thing you asked? Oh, he's like, come on. It's like, could you have waited to ask me that? I'm begging. Can't you just ask how my day was? Yeah. I, I would really love for you to be more concerned about the fact that you stabbed me, actually. Going back. Yeah. <laughs> He says, oh, screw Klaus and his secrets. We all want the same thing. We just have to work together for it. Might've been more useful to come to that conclusion last week, but oh yeah. well. But we're here now. She says, hey, Stefan, why did you send Damon to come look for me instead of you? And he says, well, remember this morning when you didn't call me? He's like, the writing is pretty much on the wall here. Yeah. Uh, he's kind of testing it out. He says, well, because lately it seems like he's able to get through to you in ways I can't. You listen to him, you trust him, even when you can't trust me. After everything we've been through, you can admit that. And she doesn't right away admit it. (laughs) She's like, I don't know that I can. She says, I don't really feel like it. She says, listen, you've been so strong for me, helping me, fighting for the girl who chose you, the girl who died on that bridge. And I love you so much for wanting to find this cure because I'd like nothing more than to get her back. Because the girl that she's become... The girl that I've become. Sorry if we're sticking in third person. <laughs> yeah. She's like, okay, I got to get out of my denial stage at some point here. Yeah. She says, the girl that I've become is different somehow, darker, who I am, what I want. And Stefan says, okay, you're talking in circles, what you want or who you want. Yeah. He ate with that because he was like, can we get to the fucking point here? But it all comes back to the same thing If she's, she's like, I would love the cure. But also, like, I did still kill a person. Even if I'm cured, like, that doesn't change how I'm feeling all this time. Yeah, taking the cured would not take away any of the stuff that's happened since she's been a vampire. Whether she likes the changes that she's gone through or not, she has to admit that she's changed. She's finally starting to accept that even if just for now, she is a vampire. Yeah. She's got to learn to figure out a way to live with that. And the way she wants to do that is by making out with Damon. She says something has changed between Damon and me, much more than it ever used to be. It's like everything I felt for him before I was a vampire. And Stefan says it was magnified. Your feelings were magnified. He found a synonym for heightened this week. Yeah, he said, "Oh, that was fucking magnified." God damn it. He said, "And your love for me, what that just stayed normal? Uh, what am I, a fucking chopped liver over here?" Yeah. said, like, "Need I remind you you chose me? Need I remind you?" <laughs> I feel like I do need to remind you. You seem to have forgotten. She says, well, (laughs) "Well, I may have made the wrong call there. (laughs) (laughs) She says, I'm sorry. I don't want to lie to you. But you did want to like omit a lot of things. She's been feeling this way for a while and she's been purposely portraying a different picture to Stefan than what is happening. Mm -hmm. Well, she's been deeply in denial about this. Yes. Like she's been lying to herself too, but she's known at least since last week. It's been harder and harder to deny, I It gets harder every week and she's finally at a breaking point this week. He says, you know, before when I was the Ripper, I understood why you cared for him. I practically drove you to it. But now I can't do this, Elena. I can't do this anymore. He's like, I can't just like wait around for you to decide which one of us you're going to choose for you to entertain both sets of feelings. Like I'm not going to be this boyfriend who's there for you all the time. If you're going to constantly want to fuck my brother. Well, he's like, and it was one thing when you like had a reason to cling to him. I left. I wasn't the same person. I got that. He's like, but I kind of thought now that I'm back and we're dating, those feelings would go. And since they haven't, like, I can't sit here with this anymore. Yeah. Like, cause now it's not just about like, you needed support when I couldn't support you. Like now it's just about your feelings. Like I'm here and I'm supporting you and you don't want the support I'm giving you. And that's not totally her fault. Yeah, it's a different type of support she needs now, but also like he can't ignore her feelings for Damon anymore. He used to be able to say like she needed someone and he was there and I'm happy he could be there while I wasn't. And now he's like, I'm here. And even when Damon is like bringing me into the folds to be here for you, you still get more from him. Like I can't do this anymore. Stefan's like on paper, I'm being the perfect boyfriend to you. And it's not enough. And so good for him. He says, I can't do this anymore. And she says, I know. And that's where we end the episode. So this is like the first real Stelena breakup we've seen because the last time they technically broke up, Stefan just kind of left town. This feels like a pretty final breakup for now. Thoughts, musings, are you sad? Are you joyous? I mean, it's sad for Stefan. I'm not like happy about it. Mm. I think it's a hard time for both of them. Elena's finally ready to admit that she's changing and growing into a different person as you do as a vampire. And she was not ready to admit that. And I'm glad Stefan is like, not just waiting around, you know, Damon was happy to wait, wait around because he's, he's down bad. but Stefan's like, I'm not going to be that down bad. It's the same thing with Catherine. Damon waited around for Catherine for fucking 150 years. And Stefan was like, I'm done with that. So I really respect this for Stefan. I think. Elena's going to be going back and forth on this, honestly. And I think Stefan's going to have a hard time like pushing her away because it's not like he's not in love with her, but he understands that like she's not as in love with him as he needs her to be. So, but I think Elena's still holding on to like, I could be the person that Stefan wants. I just have to find myself again. And she knows that girl's gone, but I think she's still going to take some time figuring that out. So here's my question. How long do you think we have until she gets together with Damon, whatever that could mean, whether that means like she says she's in love with him, she kisses him, they have sex. How long do you think we have until that? I think kiss four episodes. So episode 10. Um, I think saying she's in love with him, episode 17. Gotcha. And I think getting together, end of the season. Okay, interesting. She's not ready to admit this yet. And I think it's going to take her some time to come around. I don't know, this feels permanent now. But she's she's a volatile little bitch right now. Well, and also not for nothing. It's not like she can just like stop talking to Stefan. Like, yeah, he's still in her life. He's still in all her friends' life. And I want to bring another piece of this to your attention. How do you feel like all of her friends are going to react to A, this breakup, and B, the prospect of this breakup being about Damon? Yeah, that's not going to go down easy for literally anyone except Damon. Even Damon, I think like, Damon is obviously going to be thrilled about this, but he is not like I, and maybe this is wishful thinking for Damon. I don't think it is, but it's not like he wants to like steal his brother's girlfriend. Yeah. He feels insecure about it. Like he did want to, but he didn't like really want to. He knew that would hurt Stefan. The reality of the situation is much more like hard for him to swallow than just the idea of like, Oh, I hope one day Elena kisses me. (laughs) Yeah, because also Damon knows how it felt for Katherine to really be in love with Stefan instead of him. That shit fucking hurt. And he doesn't want to have to do that to Stefan and he cares for Elena and he wants to be there for her, but this is not like going down easy with anyone. Elena and Damon are both going to be in their own forms of denial about this. Like Elena's closer than she's ever been. And Damon's always been aware of it, but he's always been like, I can't do anything about it, you know? And now that he can, it's like, wait, what? Caroline's not going to be supportive of this for obvious reasons. Like she's going to be like, come on, Elena, hold it together. Yeah, one thing about Caroline, she ships to Elena. Because even though Caroline grew into herself and changed when she became a vampire, Elena's changes are a lot more intense. And so it's hard to track that in the same way. I do think they'll be supportive eventually. And especially when they see like kind of how this has grown. But I think this is not going to be something that they're all on board with right away. Well, and especially because a lot of Elena's feelings about Damon, Elena has kept so far under wraps that no one can quantify them. Because she's never wanted to admit anything. And it's the same thing like when we saw them go to the college, she was so happy dancing with Damon until Bonnie sees her. And then she's like, no, I hated it actually. And it's like, no, you didn't. But you feel like you have to say it. So now everyone is like, oh, it's just kind of this weird sexual tension, but there's no real feelings there. And it's like, there are. It's time to start admitting it. She's been downplaying it. Damon's been, I not mean, talking it's about all it. over Damon's fucking face, but they all thought it wasn't going to happen for him. So it's just, it's going to take some, some time. And again, a lot of people do not think Damon's a good person. I think they all respect him in a way, but like no one wants Elena dating him. He's a necessary evil of the friend group. Most of them at this point, are not hanging out with Damon one-on-one unless they absolutely have to. Whereas like everyone else like kind of mixes and matches. Even Stefan's kind of assimilated in a different way, partly because, you know, he's in high school with them. And if you asked each of them who their favorite Salvatore brother is, it'd be a pretty quick Stefan. Even Elena would say Stefan. I do want to say, I believe I guessed episode four or five. I think I said five for a Stelena breakup. So pretty fucking close. Pretty close. Good work by Stephanie. But that brings us to the end of the episode. As always, if you're enjoying The Vampire Diaries or Doppelgangers, you can tell your friends or give us five stars during new review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify Podcasts. And follow us on Instagram at Doppelgangers Podcasts. But that's it for this week. Until next week, goodbye, brother. Goodbye, brother.